0: Russell, thank you very much for joining us today. You are the Inspector for Air Weapons Licensing, and as most people will know, that opened up at the start of this month. How's it going so far?
1: Yes, well, as you rightly say, that followed on from the National Surrender Campaign, and on the 1st of July, uh, persons were thereafter able to apply online at the Scottish Government website, or the Police Scotland website, if they wish to apply for an air weapon. To date, we've received 301 applications However, unfortunately, a number of loads are, have errors in certain areas, which uh, means that we're unable to progress them further. And I would say approximately 25% of the forms that we've received to date we have issues with.
0: Yeah, that's, I can imagine that that's causing uh, you a little bit of a problem uh, within uh, air weapons licensing because you're having to return these, but also for those people applying. For those people who listen to this, what do they need to look at in particular, issues that you've seen, so that they don't fall foul of that when they're actually applying?
1: I would ask them, first of all, just to take time to read the guidance along with the form um, in order that they are sure that they're completing it in accordance with that guidance. The first part of that would be ensuring that they are completing the, the, the correct form. It's the AWL1 form. Uh, There are a number of forms on the website and some people are completing the wrong form. So it's the AWL1 form uh, and thereafter there are sections in the forms which people are uh, regularly misleading or or completing incorrectly.
0: What about other things that you need to submit with the form? Um, Pictures, I know that there's maybe been uh, one or two issues where money has been sent in whereas you're not actually supposed to send in any money with your initial application.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I look at the form itself, uh, the particular areas that I could refer to is, is part, part A asks for personal details in Section 7 within that part asks for the date of birth, the place of birth or the nationality of that person. And unfortunately, some people are omitting to do that. Mm. And that's important because quite clearly we have to identify who that person is in order that we can undertake the necessary checks to ensure that they're fit and proper to have a your weapon. So these are crucial parts of information. Um, part 11 in relation to previous convictions, again I would have to remind people that they have to uh, certify all convictions including those which are, are spent. Um, if I then move on to Part B of the, the, the form itself, the Air Weapons Security. Uh, sections 12 and 13, they ask for the, the reason for possessing and purchasing the weapon and the, the land. And some people are giving very brief details, for example, to shoot on land. Mm-hmm. Now, clearly we need a bit more than that. And I would ask people to provide as much detail as possible. Uh, perhaps, you know, what type of shooting are they going to be involved in? Is it target shooting? Is it for pest control? Um, where is the land? Uh, what type of land? And, and who's the owner of the land? If I quickly move on to to section 14, storage arrangements, again, it's just about providing sufficient detail. Uh, Some people are stating in a cupboard, but again, quite clearly we need, the more detail we have, the better we are able to assess it. Uh, We want to know where the cupboard is, is it locked, who has access to the cupboard, etc. And then part C, the declaration, as you quite rightly commented yourself there about the photographs. Um, Again, there's, receiving photographs which are unsigned or photographs which are the wrong size or photographs where people's faces are obscured, I would just say to them, send in two photographs which are appropriately signed and perhaps, you know, similar to those that are required for their passports.
0: Mm -hmm. So the bottom line, it seems to me, and I have uh, read uh, through the application myself and the guidance notes, is that if you had actually read the guidance notes carefully while you're filling in the form, you're probably going to fill it in correctly. So... People obviously haven't been doing that.
1: Yes, I would say just take time to read the guidance note, and there's a bullet point abbreviated uh, list of what must be completed next to the application form itself. And and finally, probably the most uh, regular uh, issue we have is, you mentioned at the start there, people sending in monies. Mm. Um, At this moment in time, until you actually apply for your certificate, you won't know how long the between now and December the duration of certificates and the cost will vary and you will not know until we receive the application how much your certificate will cost and the duration of that certificate so please don't send in any cheque or any other form of monies. Once you send your application form in, we will thereafter be in touch either by email or by letter to inform you of how much money you should send in and the duration of your licence. And only then should you send in payment for the application.
0: So just to summarise, Russell, for those people who don't have a firearm certificate and who don't have a shotgun certificate, they need to now apply for an air weapons certificate. They can do that online. I Googled it myself, just put in Air Weapons Certificate Scotland, and it was the first thing that came up. When do they need to have that done by?
1: Well, again, I would ask people to do so timelessly and as soon as they can, because we don't know the the level of demand. Um, As you rightly say, people can possess and use an air weapon up until the 30th of December without having a license. But after, after then, as of the 31st of December, it will require to be certificated. If they apply, I would ask them in any case to apply as soon as possible, but in any case before the 31st of October. If they do so, and through no fault of their own, their application is not processed by the 31st of December and enforcement stage coming to fruition, then they will still be able to possess uh, an air weapon, not use the air weapon, but they will still be able to possess it. However, if they wait until after, on or after that date and they are not issued with a license in time, then they would have to either uh, register it or pass it into an RFD or, or, or give it to someone who's authorised to, to hold the weapon. And just so we say as soon as possible, but in any case, prior to the thir- 31st of October.
0: And just finally, if you are a, a firearms or shotguns uh, certificate holder, what do you need to know?
1: I would say to firearm I and shotgun certificate holders that. If their license extends beyond the 31st of December and their license is issued prior to that, then they are able to possess and use air weapons uh, for the duration of these licenses. So if you are a current shotgun and certificate license holder, then you are covered for the use and possession of uh, an air weapon for the duration of these licenses. However, if you wish to purchase an air weapon after the on or after the 31st of december then they would require a separate certificate and they can apply for a certificate and it would cost them five pounds
0: and at the point when the, when their certificates expire again they they just apply for their weapon certificate to go with their shotgun and uh, firearms license
1: yes that's correct they can do that also yes
0: that's perfect thank you very much russell that has been very concise hopefully uh, people can listen to that and not make uh, the same mistakes as the 25 percent of everyone who's managed to apply so far Uh, Thank you very much for taking the time and uh, best of luck with the rest of the application process.
1: No, it's my pleasure. You're very welcome.